to the podcast previously known as the Creating Living and Making Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mackey, and joining me as always is Molly Kurt and the Grant Alexander. Yes, you did hear that right. We are changing our name and this podcast used to be called the Creating Living and Making Podcast. Um, boys, do you want to fill them in on our new name? Well, I, I want to tell them a little bit why we're doing it. Yeah. So a lot of people would say clamp podcast, like saying pin number or ATM machine. And I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely, I couldn't stand it. It was one of my biggest. And then I started saying it and I went, well, we can't have a podcast where I do something I hate. So we decided to change the name. Yep. It's going to be now the creating, living and making projects podcast. So now it's the the, the the clamp podcast. So Grant, Vincent you are Ferrari, out of control. I know Vincent Ferrari can finally say the clamp podcast, and I'm okay with it. I I'll, I will say I was very skeptical at first when you first sent that message to our chat. I was like, no, this is stupid. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> but I've I've come around. I've come 180. Nice. I'm I'm with it. Yeah. The clamp podcast. Yeah, we no longer have to say clamp cast just to make people now happy. We, now we get to say more words instead of less words. <laughs> we, we don't have to say all the words. We can just say, welcome the to Clamp, clamp podcast. podcast. Yeah. So we're the Clamp Podcast instead of Clamp now? Like this, welcome to Clamp yes. Podcast. Yeah. The, the Clamp yes. Podcast. Yeah. Because we were always- So it is clamp. more words. I'm annoyed again. <laughs> but it but makes sense say, now. I agree. But- yeah. Before it was weird if you said um, "Welcome to the Clamp Podcast" because it was like "Welcome to the Podcast Podcast," but now saying "the Clamp Podcast" makes sense. Right? It's like when you when they talk about making it, it's making it or the making it podcast, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Titles are so weird. I I feel very like split on them. Like in some ways, they feel very important. But in other ways, like on YouTube, they feel very unimportant because you can change them at any time. And sometimes they serve, they seem to serve only as a way to like optimize search engines. Whereas for like movies and books and other things, a title is so much more like permanent. Um, Yeah. Except sometimes they do change titles of movies. Like After the fact. I can't remember what I was looking up the other day. But there was something that they changed. Yeah. I can't think of anything either, but I, I do. I do know there are yeah. some that I know. But it's very, very infrequent. But it's to like get around like either someone got sued or they just – it didn't make sense at the time. So like Star Wars, A New Hope, and then it became like episode five or I don't know. There's something – I think it was – well, I don't think it was Star Wars and people are going to – don't at me. I don't care. Um, yeah, something about Star Wars or not, but something changed his name. <laughs> Star Trek. It was Star Trek the original series. It oh, wasn't originally called it. Star Trek the original series. It was just called Star Trek. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was later changed to Star Trek the original series officially. So now people, because I got in a debate with someone about whether or not I can call it just Star Trek. Anyways, they changed the name, so I was wrong. So I just abandoned that argument and left that Reddit, so, so, or whatever it was. 
So now we've bored you all to sleep with Star Trek talk. Um, we're going to do or things excited you all. Or excited you all. We're going to do things a little bit different this week. Like we, t- if you listen to our episode last week, we want to change things up a little bit. So uh, one of the things we I wouldn't even explain about- it to them. Just keep talking. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. One of the things we were talking about in the pre-show, um, for those that get to listen to that, is how the algorithm for YouTube has been playing a little bit differently recently. And we thought instead of talking about it in the pre-show, we'd bring it in here and get a little bit of expansion on that. And um, yeah, I, Grant was saying that um, his episode, his last video isn't doing as well as his usual videos. And I have noticed that I haven't put out a video for a couple of months and I seem to be getting subscribers daily for no mm. reason at all. And I feel like some people are getting hit hard by the, the algorithm and some people seem to just be living it up right now. So I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. I, so we're talking about my latest video and the clue, like it's like two or three on the, out of the last 10 videos for anyone who does YouTube, you know, they give the little top, but 10 you know, what's videos. weird about that. YouTube is adamant that views aren't the most important thing, but they still rank those based on views. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry, uh, yeah, the click through percent, which is the basically every time they YouTube shows someone my videos thumbnail, it's how many percentage of those times that somebody clicks on the video. So you you want something that's like a good one's in the tens. If you're at ten percent, that's doing really really good, right? And if you're at like under three percent, like some of my videos in this last one, that's like all of really my videos. Crap. Really? Yeah. Oh. My average click through rate for the last uh, year is five point two percent. All right, keep all, talking. I'll try, to find, I'll try to find mine. mine mine's four point seven. Right. So I I normally expect a five. Like five is the usual. Obviously, there's going to be some that like my Christmas video I know is going to be. Uh, lower because one i have released it on christmas eve so most people who wanted to make a christmas gift don't have time for that and two um it's just around christmas people aren't going to be watching uh, as many videos morley what was yours uh for the last year 3.7 percent so i'm i'm a last place on the clamp podcast well uh, and that's an interesting because I think you probably have the most views out of all three of us, which makes sense as well. When they try and show the videos to more people, your your CTR goes down. I remember getting right. My CTR has gone down. I'm like Walmart. I'm the Walmart of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> my CTR has gone down every single year over year because, but my views have gone up. Right. So, anyways, I just was looking at that and it kind of. It makes me think, am I, is YouTube, I want to know with my thumbnails, am I making a bad thumbnail or is YouTube sending my thumbnail to the wrong people? Because the video before this, my last two, the big video was the trailer transformation video. That video is is likely going to have a very minimal crossover with someone doing wood turning. 
So if they think I'm a trailer transformation video, like, you know, trailer video, they're sending it all to these people who have trailers and RVs and camping. And now they're trying to send, they're sending it to the same people. And all those people are going, I don't want to watch someone wood turn. I don't have a lathe. And I mm-hmm. guess, so I wonder, do I have a bad thumbnail? Because pe- people have said it's good. Or do I have, uh, or is I, YouTube sending it to the wrong people? I'm thinking it's more to do with the fact that you mix your content. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't have a specific, you know, like most YouTubers these days, like either just all make furniture or they all make something that, but you've got like, you've got your caravan, you've got lathe, you've got this and that, that they probably don't know who to send it to because right. the algorithm doesn't know, oh, this is a lathe project and this is a caravan project. This is who I should send it to. Whereas it should like, know. <laughs> it should, it should, but I, I'm pretty sure it probably doesn't. Whereas someone who makes like, uh, not to throw people under the bus, but say Four Eyes Furniture, who just makes pretty much the same project every time. Right. They, whoever they send it to, they're going to get the same thing every time. They're going to get the right. same or click through. You think of leather workers. A lot of leather workers make a lot of leather working things. So it goes exactly. to a lot of other leather workers. And then yeah. that spirals and you grow. And I know like restoration videos, you do a bunch of restoration videos and it starts sending you to all the different restoration people. Yeah. Um, and I, in, I in think saying that, that, in saying yeah. that, I'm, I, I just want to say, like, don't, to anyone who is listening and both yourself, like, don't let that discourage you, though, because don't think you need to follow some special yeah. thing where you have to do the same videos all the time. Do what makes you happy and what interests you. Well, and I think it's a lot about expectations, too, right? So in the pre show, I was saying to Grant, like, why would you expect this video would get a lot of views by any metric. Like, I think it's a really cool project, but it's not a video that I would expect would get very many views on YouTube. Like I would expect your trailer transformation to get a lot of views. Like it seems, it screams to me like classic YouTube. You know, you have a before and after you have, it's a big project. Whereas the baby rattle is like, it's not original necessarily. It's like a relatively simple project. It's, we're in this like time in YouTube where it's, there's a lot of like huge stuff there. And I think to really expect anything at all, something needs to be like relatively big, whether that be loud or big in scope um, or very, very clear as to what it is. That's something that I've actually been struggling with recently is like trying to come up with a clear focus for like what a video is. But it's also made me think like, I don't necessarily want anymore YouTube to be the be all end all. I want it to be more of like a portfolio builder, but you know, like I I have a handful of ideas currently that could be very, very big, but largely I feel like it's more of a vehicle for building other opportunities. Um, Just because it is this like such a game of roulette in many ways. And it's like, why would I stake anything on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get you, and I guess I look at it and I go, I I would expect this one to do wet like well enough. I don't know, maybe it's. But what is well enough? Well, like I would expect it to perform as well on on the analytical bits as the other videos I've put out. 
Like, I feel like on this one, I actually spent a little extra time trying to make a better thumbnail. When I look at, like, one of my videos that performs the best, it's that simple stop lock system. And I get mm-hmm. the, the idea behind it and the searchability. People are searching for it, and it comes up. But it did well out of the gate. And it's, I got to say, the worst thumbnail because it's an impossible project to, like. But I think I think you're already getting, like, too granular with it. So when yeah, you have right. the... When you have the stop lock, right? Like that's something people are going to search for. Like I need to make a stop lock for my miter saw. I think let's say you retitled and re-thumbnailed this video as to like something like improve your children's upbringing with wooden toys or like get rid of all the plastic in your kids and give them real toys. Like now you're saying right. something that's kind of brash and loud. And that is something that I would expect to maybe get a lot of views on YouTube, but something that's like simpler and it's not a bad thing, but I think it's just the current state of things. Whereas I would, I wouldn't expect anything of it. I agree. And my first baby rattle I made a long time ago, uh, for Fletcher, I, I went, I wrote something like, um, make a toy they really want to play with or something. And like, it's got a fun thumbnail where he's like grabbing for the rattle, um, and it did shit too. So maybe I shouldn't have expected this one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, I think everyone falls into a trap of thinking that just because you put more work into something that it deserves to do well, which it doesn't. I mean, it'd be nice if it did, but no one else knows that. And it's very unfair, but it's the thing. Not, not to keep hindering on um, Grant's analytics specifically, but I'm curious how (laughs) did it, how did it go compared to the video before that, which you specifically have said that it's a lathe project, the turning Christmas trees. So you've done two lathe projects in a row. Right. So the one before it, let me go find that. 130. The one before it was uh, 10 out of 10. (laughs) It was the worst performing video I've ever done. Um, It had at this point, like at the, two days and eight hours when I compare the two, it had 85 views and this one has 294. Now yeah. the wood turned Christmas trees. I did not do any uh, like Reddit, Facebook, any external. I, I think I did it on Instagram and like shared it on my personal Facebook, but I didn't put it on any of the Facebook groups. I normally do. I didn't do anything like that. And Obviously, this one was like, this is what, if I just put it out, what YouTube would, would do for me. And apparently, it's under 100 you know, views. So so essentially, you've made your own click-through rate with the second one. Yeah, so that click-through rate is 2.6%. Hmm. Which, I don't know. I, I, yeah, click-through rates are interesting, though, because I wonder what's included in that. Does that include your subscription feed? If I scroll past your video on my subscription feed, does that count as a not clicking it? Yep. So I just went into the like deep dive, and I'm sorry for the deep dive on the analytics on that Christmas tree video. Wait, it's hold the on. only one. Oh, I don't. This is actually a pet peeve of mine. I don't know if we should apologize for going in the deep dive because every time I hear a podcast do that, I'm like, I want the deep dive. Di- okay. Dive even deeper. It makes it okay, more interesting. I'm going to dive Do so deep that you'll need to <laughs> exhale when you go up. I need to equalize pressure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is the only 
time I've ever had a video that in the top five, where did your tra- where did your video be seen doesn't include external. It includes other over external. You're right. That's crazy. And Instagram is in my top external sources at at fifty percent of the external sources are Instagram. Mm, so that gotta love those annoying. nice round numbers in analytics. <laughs> well, that's because there's only four views. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. That's so. This is basically how many of my people would, how many people would watch it that subscribe to me? Yeah, who would watch every one of my videos regardless? And the answer to that is 130. And neither one of you guys, I think, are on there. <laughs> What's the video again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I forgot. Is this the Christmas tree one? The wood turned Christmas trees. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I mean, yeah. Anyways, I mean that's one of the reasons I like having. You know, a I have to watch your run. videos all the time because my son says I want to see Morley running. No, <laughs> I want to see Morley running, so I have to watch your car- wood carved spoon video all the time to see you running with the canoe on your back. That's why it has so many views. So the least yeah. you could do is watch my son painting. This I wish the analytics could show that. I wish, I wish the analytics I could show that eighty percent of the views on that video were green. I, I'm sure I could find a way. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons I like um, having a YouTube channel centered around making things because, like, the success criteria doesn't really have to be the views like at the end of the day you still made a thing that you get to enjoy like you have a physical product that came out of it you have a video that you may or may not be happy with and then you also have how it performs totally yeah yeah i was was listening to um uh uh, what's the what's the podcast with bourbon moth and that i don't know know. um well anyway nick keys from keys woodworking was saying that um he just built a base and it was really good to have like this product that he could play with afterwards. It wasn't just like a shelf that he just put on the wall and was done with it. He had something he could physically utilize afterwards. The shop sounds podcast shop sounds. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in my view, I would like YouTube to become a, a posting platform more so than like a discovery platform for me. I think there's other ways that things can be discovered that don't have to be organically through YouTube. It's a really great way to host stuff, but I don't know how realistic it is to expect outside of like a few projects here and there that anything is going to do really, really well. Yeah. I agree. I guess I just look at it and go like, why are 3,000 people subscribed to me if none of – like if only – That's know. the thing. That's what gets you. Because yeah. people don't unsubscribe from stuff. Unsubscribe. I want to have – like I want to do a community <laughs> post that just says unsubscribe. You could have a you thousand people – You could have a thousand people subscribe tomorrow, put out a video the next day, and you're not going to get a thousand views. I know. It's, just, it's So it's not, it's not like people have just forgot – like people just don't unsubscribe from – subscribing a year ago like people the next day literally won't watch your sh- watch your shit i don't get it fair all right i don't know i guess to to round out this kind of thing i i really think it has everything to do with youtube not giving my stuff to the right people because 
when I look at like my impressions click through rate graph and it goes like there's days where it goes like nine and 10%. I'm like, start sending it to those people. And then the next day it's like zero. That's like, who the <laughs> hell did you send it to on that day? Like, how does it go from 10% of the people who saw this click through? And then the next day, oh, I know what it is. It's the same thing yeah. happens to me. You know what it is? They show it to the same fucking people and they've already seen it. And now they're not clicking mm-hmm. on it. So the CTR mm-hmm. goes down. Does YouTube do that to you guys? You guys don't yep. watch enough YouTube. I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch enough YouTube. I watch like seven hours a day. Oh. When I go to my homepage, it's constantly showing me videos I've already watched. It's so frustrating. No, I don't so I think it does like, that. Really? I've been yeah, getting – I think my YouTube homepage is largely music videos right now, which I really like because that's what I watch mostly when I do watch YouTube. And it's actually – Interesting because I've one one of the things I've been thinking about doing recently is um, a music video, and I really want to do it via like Instagram Reels or TikTok because it's a really easy way to make a video to any song that you want. The only downside is that it can only be one minute of that song. So like, there's a certain song that I would love to make a music video for, but I would rather not like split it into three parts. What was this song? What did you say? What what's this on? What platform? This is on like TikTok or Instagram Reels because you have access to basically the Spotify I, library of music. I have found so I tried to make three TikToks, um, like in the last week, and I cannot find the music that I want. Yeah, sometimes like, like depending the songs on your account, there. it like gives you access to no music or it gives you access to all the music. Right. And then yeah, so I was wondering just... how people use the song. Like I saw someone else use it, and then I tried to use it, and it wasn't there. Hmm. Oh, weird. Are you a business account? Because I upgraded to business account so. to get all the stats, and then I had zero song selection. <laughs> Which is hilarious abysmal. because that's like the the main value add of TikTok is being able to use all this music and use other people's music. So any business that wants to do well on TikTok, unless they have amazing organic content, is going to be like, I don't want a business account. This is none of the features that I want. Like, I wonder how many businesses actually have a business account on TikTok. No, I'm not a business account. The only thing is you, you can't get your analytics without it. Yeah, but who cares? Like, why do you business, you do. Analytics. I mean, if you're a social you just, media manager, you need to tell them what value you're getting out of TikTok. You, all that information. Okay. If you're going, you can go off of views. You can just say, look at all these views and likes I have. Look at my videos and I can show you what they are. But you could, that's only, they're only referential to other things. So you know what I think this is? If you get, I think this is people trying million, to justify their job. I don't think those course. analytics actually matter very much. I think you could be perfectly content with like, I have a million subscribers on TikTok and I'll average 200,000 views on my videos. Pay me money. <laughs> and I think that would be justified. Agreed. <laughs> it, you know it doesn't need to be all complicated. All this talk about analytics, it's exactly that. We're worrying way too much about it. I need to stop worrying because I have some shit I horrible, horrible videos with horrible thumbnails that continue to be my top performing videos. And there I, you go. I'm not going to change anything. Like I'm going to try and make it better. You know what? Okay. I'm not worrying about it anymore. Done. Nice release. Thanks. Not clinging. Next. That's actually been, um, a kind of mantra that I've been thinking about a lot recently is, um, 
not clinging to things. It's something I, you guys heard of the book, um, the untethered soul? Probably I'm guessing not. <laughs> okay. No, I haven't. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, is it, uh, is it about shoes that have fallen apart? Yeah, you got it. No, it's about like Buddhism. Um, and it's very similar. If anyone to, would like to replace Grant on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to the happiness trap, uh, which I didn't realize until I was reading both of them at the same time. So the happiness trap is a lot uh, more popular, and I'm sure more people who are listening have heard of it. Um, it was weird because when I was reading one and listening to the other, it was like I was getting the same content through two very different lenses. One of which was like popular psychology. And the other one, hey, twinsies. And the other one was like um, more esoteric, like actually talking about Buddhism. And that was one of the concepts that they were talking about concurrently was like trying not to cling to things and how clinging in general is just like a very negative emotion that usually has detrimental effects. Um, so what uh, this reminds me of is when Vincent says like, just like kill your babies. Because I think it's uh-huh. a very similar thing. It's like, just let them go, right? Like, you, you don't need to hold on to it forever. Just let it go. Go on to the next thing, right? Just kill mm-hmm. your babies. And I don't want to kill my babies because well, I'm clingy. You're not killing them. I mean, you just said, like, some of your best performing videos are old videos that, in your mind, have very bad thumbnails. In a, like a more, I think, apt metaphor would be to accept your babies. Like, accept that those things you made are good, even though there's elements of them that you don't like now. Right. And the I, things that you made yeah. recently, which aren't performing well, like, could they might do later. more well in the future. Oh, totally. Because, like, the second video I ever put out about changing the button on my jeans is performing You put out a video about well. changing the buttons on your jeans? Yeah. You also put one out about changing That's the tire on wheelbarrow. Yes. And that one is I, doing like this, the second best. It's insane. I was just looking at my analytics and I have discovered I now have two videos over 10K views. Nice. Congratulations. There you go. Yeah. I I can, like, I honestly, so my, my top performing video has always been the Ryobi Tool Collection review. And then coming up actually really close behind it is the privacy screen pool pump cover. And I, for the Life of me cannot work out why that video has taken off. Like it, it has seven privacy screens for their pool pumps, but it has yeah. seven thousand vid- views guys- more than the video below that. Yeah, but wh- why that though? Like I have made things that look a lot better than a freaking because privacy it's utilitarian. Screen. It's utility. Yeah. You guys are overcomplicating all of this. If you make something that's useful, people are going to search it and watch it. Right, and it, if you want to make something that's cool, it needs to be like the, really uh, cool. Okay. Like stupidly cool, like off the charts cool. <laughs> it needs to be like YouTube. unfunctionally cool. Yeah, I like, feel like the channel. Um, sorry, you finish or, with that, and then I'll do my thing. No, go ahead. Or, I'm looking for the channel. I'll I'll get to it. I feel like the trope of patterned plywood is reaching such a ridiculous point to the fact that like the the things that people are making out of patterned plywood, where I'm like, it looks really cool, but like that is so much work. Mm. to put into like a very simple household item. Yeah. Um, it's like any trend that, you know, gets to a point when you're like, is this becoming the tulip frenzy or whatever, where it's, it seems to feel a little ridiculous. 
you know, yeah, you what's, know the, what's the next river table? There you go, river tables. It's always what's the next river table. But river tables have, as we've talked about in like the Discord before, have lots of staying power. Like they're not going anywhere fast. No, no. Right. I, and I still have a slab downstairs that I'm planning on making into one. Um, the channel I was going to talk about was Create, and like every one of his videos gets over a million views, pretty yeah. much. And it's with a channel like it's that. Always, I would expect nothing. A channel name like that, I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and then I look at them. There's a couple of his that got garbage views, and I'm very surprised by that. Um, anyway, did so you like Adam delete Plywood. some? Sorry, I keep interrupting. Go, please go on. Go ahead. Okay, Pattern Plywood. <laughs> I agree. Ridiculous. But when Zach Builds was on, um, and he asked, "What do you guys think the next thing is?" I said, "Pattern Plywood." And he said, "What's the next river table?" And I said, "Pattern Plywood." So I think you got just it. Put it out there. Yeah. Uh, did I delete? Okay, so what's the next videos? one then? Yeah, I can't I find know. like any of these old videos you're talking about. No, they're all in there. So I'm on your YouTube page, and the first video I see is how to make spruce tea without leaving your yard. Yes. And is that the, the first video? Uh, yeah. Where's this button video? I want to learn how to sew a the button. The second video? Jeans. Oh. oh. I didn't. <laughs> All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, Do you know it's what? actually the fir- first video, but I don't know. I, I'm actually really confused because I've seen Create before. But he only has 22 videos. Yep. And they all have millions of views. What the no, hell? Not all of them. A bunch of them have like 30,000 views, which is crazy. Well, but he's literally, what, in the last one year, he's put out four videos. Yep. But they're and insane projects. 6.7 6. mil, 1.7 million, half a million, 85,000. But is it? it's not crazy based on everything we've been saying. Also, I... I search create on YouTube and I can't find this channel. Like we've been saying, like subscribers don't matter. Each video is individually valuable or not valuable. So it it makes a lot of sense that some videos and millions and others don't. I don't see anything here that's like outrageous to make it have so many views. The crazy part I'm talking about is the 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 look of his projects is crazy. Not um, like his projects are out there and interesting. The ones Mm. that have millions of views. Um, yeah, they all look really cool. Yeah. Except for this but smart the- wheel clamp. Actually, it's kind of cool. I take it back. <laughs> I See, with the smart wheel clamp, I, why do we keep going on these tangents of like talking about random people? But anyway, this smart wheel clamp, I think it's more out of curiosity. I want to I want to watch the video just to know what it is. Yeah, I think that's the appeal of it. Because like, I saw it at first and was like, this is, I don't even know what that is. I don't like it. Yeah. It's my primal brain that was, and I'm like, that was my first thought i'm like i'm like what the hell is that and then i'm like oh wait i might watch that video and see what it, what it is maybe it's something it could actually there use you for. go this is Anyways, an interesting think, case study yeah yeah i think his stuff is pretty cool but i don't know the other option is just to like completely clickbait i saw um I saw a guy yeah, on TikTok the other day. I saw a guy on TikTok the other day. He had this um like polisher. He was polishing a car. And he's like, oh, this is what a $100,000 polisher looks like. And people were like, they cost like 700 bucks. He's like, yeah, but I've made like $100,000 like in my business with it. So, mm. and like people were like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't I mean, make that's sense. Just, that's <laughs> no. just being stupid. Um, 
I didn't realize this crate channels from Germany. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, does um, Molly, I know you said you had a couple of things you want to talk about. Oh, okay. Putting me on the spot. Um, yeah, I feel like kind of like I was mentioning earlier, um, and I think is on kind of on topic with the next video I'm going to be coming out with. I really want to be focusing on like larger projects for the most part. Um, and it feels a little paralyzing because like this one thing that I'm really wanting to do, and I'm not trying to be like unneedingly cryptic about it, but it's a relatively simple project that I think could be like very successful. So I don't really want to talk about it publicly at this point. Um, it's something like I've never done before. Like I might have to pitch to like organizations um, with the city of Toronto or other kind of like public art kind of organizations. Um, so I feel like at this point I've like set the first step. Like I need to just make the prototype of this project because it's going to involve making a lot of the same thing. Um, so my plan is to like start doing that this week just so I have the momentum started because there's this like kind of like Jimmy Duresta says like when you're looking at a large and intimidating project just got to go that first step and whether or not Mm -hmm. this is like the correct first step I know that it is like a first step in something that I've never done before so I really just got to make myself step away from the puppy and go to the hardware store in the next couple of days and just start working on this thing well and yeah, it's kind of hard when you, with big projects, the hard part isn't always the project. But I guess this one's going to be repetitive, so it won't be as, as difficult. I know my hardest part with the projects that have been larger has been getting good footage. Yeah, it's funny. So managing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's also like also not something I'm concerned about at all with this one. Because for this okay. project the build is almost like inconsequential. What I feel like is the engaging part of this is the story of putting it out into the world as public art and what will happen to it from that point on. So actually getting it out there and then how this thing evolves once it is out there. Hmm. Um, Because that's kind of the whole idea behind it is that it's going to change once it's out in the world. Um, Right. And how people interact with it. So like, it's a simple thing to build and I'm going to capture that footage, but number one, because I'm going to make 20 of them. Right. Um, it's really easy to film that. Like it's the best thing okay. to film. If you, if you haven't made videos before, just make 10 of the same thing, film a little bit different each time. And then by the last one, you'll have a sick variety of footage that you can splice together out of order and make it look really cool and make it look like you have 20 cameras. Right. And you don't, you can pretend like you only made one. Exactly. You don't have to put it out that you made 20. Like, yeah. And have you ever gotten concerned before when you're like splicing together two disparate parts from a project? You're like, oh, people are going to notice that like, this isn't the same thing that I'm acting on. Like I'm screwing in a screw at one point, but people, but it's two different parts. And people might notice that even though I'm trying to like tell the story that it's the same part, no one notices. No. no, it's so fast though. <laughs> Every TV of, show and movie does it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people worry way too much about continuity 
with like their clothing and stuff. Oh, I don't worry about that. I don't worry that I don't worry about that at all. But like Dean Duplantis was talking about, like I want to have a a coveralls so that if I ever make videos, I'm always in my coveralls, and that way I'm I I don't have to worry about putting on the same shirt. And I'm like, you don't have to worry about putting on the same shirt anyways. People Mm -hmm. realize we're not like going out in the garage and making this in in ten minutes. It's across multiple days and all that stuff. But I know like. Uh, Brett from Skull and Spade has talked about it too, where he like has basically a uniform that he wears for his videos so that he can remain consistent looking. And I'm like, nobody yeah. notices at all. That's uh, like, David well, Shooter, only really wears red shirts. Right. I don't want to say that all that effort is for naught because I still think it like creates an aesthetic. It's something that you might not be conscious of, but like the colors stay the same, which might be the effect you're trying to go for in the video. It's like how often, you know, remember when Transformers was really big and it had this like really intense blue orange contrast across the whole movie. Like everything looked either like super orange, like you were in the desert in the sunlight or super, super blue. Mm-hmm. And you probably wouldn't notice while you're watching, but if you compared it to like, um, like some Western, uh, uh, what's it called? Like No Country for Old Men, for example. Like those two movies would look super different at the same time. Right. And I get what you're saying. What I guess it's not all for naught. And it's just like if that's the thing holding you back, mm. don't worry about it. That mm. shouldn't be the thing to hold you back. That's a leveling up thing, right? And If anything, it's, it's like, good to show the passing of time. It can be, yeah. yeah. Now, like when my beard goes like up and down and up and down <laughs> throughout shots, like – yeah, you know that might no, be problematic. The, but the only time that I have been concerned about my clothing is when I do a one-hour build, because there's been times where I'm halfway through a project and I've got to go do something. Yeah, and I just pause, but I don't want people to think that like I've like taken a day off or whatever. It's meant to be built mm-hmm. in an hour, so at that point I'll make sure I put the same clothes back on. But it's only because I'm specifically trying to do a certain thing. Whereas if I'm not trying to show an hour of time, then I'm, I don't care what I'm wearing. Right. I don't know. I, I just think it, it shouldn't be the thing that holds you back from making a maker video. Agreed. That's no. all I want to it say. Is, it's a cool effect though. And I've, I've used it. Uh, the main thing I can think of is when I did like the bed drawers video, um, I split the intro into two parts, like before and after I raised the bed. Um, so those two shots were days apart and I wanted like a very continuous looking effect. And I don't think it would have broke the video if I changed outfits, but I think it made it really smooth that I did stay in the same outfit. Right. It's actually really interesting thing that you brought up because in one of our old discords that Grant and I were in, we did a, um, everyone got a person they had to watch a video of and then they had to critique it to sort of give us all feedback. And I'm pretty sure Grant had me. And the one of the critiques was that my intro and outro, I was wearing the same thing in the same spot. So mm-hmm. like you could tell that I had filmed them both at the exact same time. Just, uh, yeah. People have definitely pointed that out to me. And that's yeah. how I do it half the time. It's exactly. literally, I, f- I go, hey, welcome to the channel, blah, 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 blah. I hope you enjoyed that project. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly like, right. Yeah. That's something I've yeah. never, I would never notice. But you know, it's something I notice all the time 
and that we kind of just accept as viewers is when you're watching like a movie or a show and you see someone speaking and the dialogue doesn't line up with their mouth and you can just tell it's been recorded in a studio and it happens like if you look out for it it happens all the time yeah like Mm -hmm. probably every episode of a show or movie that you've seen there's a point where they didn't capture the dialogue in the field and they needed to re-record it and you see the person's mouth moving and it's but there's a lot of those inconsistencies that we kind of just roll with i've thought about about this before and i could not comprehend like the thought process would have to go through my head of trying to mimic my words in a yeah. voiceover to put over the top of myself talking. I So but, I've thought about doing it when I've gotten really, really crappy audio, uh, but yeah. the, like when I'm trying to explain something and I want to show that, but like there's a wind noise and I yeah. go, what do I do with this? So I spend like an hour f- fiddling around with the audio or I could just re-record it and I go, I can't, I just know I wouldn't be able to do it. Because yep. I have weird mannerisms with the way I speak and pause that are different mm-hmm. all exactly. the time. Yeah. I, th- I, do, I do think the difference is, though, that with us, especially if it's like your face on camera, is that you're the, pretty much the focal point. Whereas with a TV show on that, like, yeah, the person's talking on camera, but the focal point's more the environment. Often, yeah. Yeah. So we have a professional video producer who comes into the steam project sometimes and it's really cool to like see what his setup is and one of the things he does is um if he's using a lav mic with someone to do an interview he still has a shotgun mic on his camera to record Mm. backup audio um obviously you know if you're just making youtube videos as a hobby it's not something that you would probably do because like that whole rig setup is going to be hundreds of dollars but it's a cool idea like just of just having a backup and it's something i've heard podcasters talk about who interview like very high profile guests of having backup microphones and things like i think tim ferris was talking about he'll just like press record on his iphone if it's an in-person interview in case the recording fails and like if you've ever listened to like wtf with mark Marin. Like he'll sometimes, I mean, his whole persona is like incredibly neurotic and um, he'll sometimes get very like scared on air that the recording failed when he's interviewing like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. But it's something I hadn't really thought about before, which is like trying to get those backups. Yeah. I definitely know some YouTubers that are our size that have, that do that for that exact reason, because they bought, they did it because it happened to them and they went, well, that sucks. Now, yeah. now I don't even have the backup, but whenever they have to use the backup, it's like, sorry for the shitty quality audio across the bottom, you know, cause it, it's always worse. The shotgun mic it's cause they, they've made their shots. So they're standing on the other side of the room, right? Yeah. Cause that, they got the lav so they can, they can stand anywhere and it sounds always the same. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, I at like that point, audio it's, is it's the not most really important. Oh, agreed for sure. Because you can always put the audio over something else. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot easier to fudge audio as well than it is video. Yeah. Hmm. True. Like, like I've noticed that in just if you're recording voiceover in like a very echoey room, as soon as you put a little bit of music in the background, you don't really notice the poor quality. Oh. Um, it's it's That's it's advice idea. how to give. Yeah, advice like I've in my early 
YouTube making days, I would make like blanket forts to record voiceover in and it would sound pretty nice. But then eventually I realized that like, it wasn't so important if I just like made the music have a, you know, I probably never even had to do it originally. Hmm. You only notice it's it if you listen to two things side by side. Right. And that's where, when I listen to like, when I try and have my like talking on camera and then continue the thought with a, with a pre-recorded voice or with like a, you know, voiceover. And cause I want to say something different than what I said on camera. I can't do mm-hmm. that. Cause I sound way different. Yeah. I, I, I ran into that in the like filmmaking tips video when I did like the, the talking head kind of interlude. And I think in hindsight, I wish I just did that with the lav mic, but it did right. provide kind of a cool effect because the whole vibe of that scene was like, I was in the studio talking, uh, about it during the edit so to to have it sound like it was coming from the studio versus like a lower quality lav mic kind of made sense Mm. um just to bring it around to all three of them because we talked about shop sounds podcast keith johnson who's their third host um he records in a closet the podcast yeah which i find very interesting that's it that's his studio because he's like surrounded by clothes sounds very cozy I feel like it's very unnecessary though. Like we are in open rooms and air audio is not that bad. Oh, well I've worked a lot to make my audio not echoey. Cause I can't listen to a podcast with echoey audio. Like the modern yeah. maker podcast. I can't listen to it. I just can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah when I, I made a video for the steam project twice. Cause I redid the project. And the first time I did the voiceover in like a pretty bare room. And the second time I did it in one of our storage rooms, which has like shelves everywhere and like all these different things all around the room, which really breaks up the sound and provides like a super nice deadened environment. And the difference between the videos, once you listen to them side by side was incredibly noticeable. But again, Hmm. once you listen to them side by side, who's doing that? Me. And on that note, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Our top level supporter F clamp level is Brent Jarvis and Vincent Ferrari from Because We Make and Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking. Anyone who supports us on Patreon gets access to the before and after show and gets a custom made leather keychain by our one and only Molly Kurt. Um, If you are wondering, because last episode we did talk about a little bit where our, what have we been working on is that's in our pre-show now. So if you become a Patreon, you get to hear that. So if you want to support us over there, it's patreon.com forward slash clamp. Um, yeah, let's move on to clamp So my clamp this week is the Garage Adventure. Um, he um, is an Australian living in Norway, and he's dealing with a culture problem called the Norwegian arm, which when I watched this video, I I completely agree with his problem. So basically, instead of saying, hey, can you pass me the salt or, or the ketchup or whatever, or, you know, pass me something, they just literally stand up and reach over you while you're eating. And it's huh. like, that's their culture. And our culture is, is different. And obviously, Australia seems to have the same, hey, can you pass me the salt? Instead of just standing up and reaching over someone. So he built something... His solution to the Norwegian arm. This Norwegian arm sounds very freeing. Does it? 
while you're to the trying person, like, to, to the it. person that yeah to the person that's getting the thing not the person trying to shove yeah. food in their face if you buy into it like if you're like okay this is what we're doing then you can i don't know you, no, there, you don't have there's no social niceties you just do i've had people do it to me and it's very frustrating but you have to buy into yeah. it mm. well go watch the video because he sh- explains why some of it's good and some of it's not so good mm. um Anyways, it's a funny video. What I like about the video is nothing to do with actually the project or whatever. And it's a failure because anyways, you watch the video. It doesn't solve this problem. But what I like is all the extra bits that he put into the video. It makes it a really fun video to watch. I feel like he puts a lot of effort into making his videos like extra and he deserves a lot more uh, views. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go give it a Go give it a listen. No, a watch. Go give it a watch. Nice. Mm. I like I that he calls it a lazy Susan 2.0 and not a sushi train. <laughs> what he did calls you it say? A sushi. He calls it's it essentially a sushi, a sushi train. train. Yeah, he, no? he says okay. that's exactly what inspired him. So, yeah. You have to yeah. know what a sushi train is. Well, I I do, but I don't know why I do. Like, it's I'm assuming it's a sushi restaurant, and the sushi goes on conveyor belts. But I've never been yeah. to a restaurant like that. I just know that they exist. Yeah, right. I've never been to one either. And post COVID, I never will again. Yeah, I've uh, never I been to one, but we will pass one like all the time. So I, I'm guessing it's probably a thing in Australia because you're just closer to Japan, and I think those are like very common in Japan. I'm not. But my culmination is going to be a video by Throttle called Building a Modern Day Fast and the Furious 1998 Mitsubishi Eclipse GSX in 22 Minutes. That was it. Now that's clickbait. Um, no, it's not because they actually made the Eclipse from Fast and the Furious. Like they pretty much looks exactly the same in today's age, which I think is really interesting. But I bet you it took them longer than 22 minutes because they had to overnight parts from Japan. Yeah, sorry. The the video is twenty two minutes. <laughs> that's where they, <laughs> that's where they get you. That is the biggest clickbait ever. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I misinterpreted that. Um. Yeah. I don't Looks know. Sick, I, man. Yeah, it's to, pretty cool. To to expand on that little bit of clickbaitiness, I watched a video that said how to make something in ten minutes. And it was an hour-long video. I didn't watch the video, but it came up <laughs> in my thing. And it was like, how to make something in 10 minutes, an hour-long video. I'm like, the hell are you doing for the other 50 minutes? <laughs> you're working on your skills so you can make something in 10. Or maybe. Maybe you're making six of them. Or, but whatever you were doing, you weren't doing it in 10 minutes. Yeah. If, if so, it takes you an, an hour to explain how to do it, it doesn't take 10 minutes. So this week, Eden and I um, started watching The Good Place, which I know has been out for a while, but um, I hadn't seen it before. So we started the first couple episodes, and I wasn't super into it. The basic premise of the show is that um, the main character has just died, and she's in the afterlife, uh, which is not necessarily heaven, but it's called The Good Place. And then a series of events unfolds. Uh, It's funny, it's fantasy, and it feels like a very like cable TV at first. Um, but as it progresses, the writing becomes like super, super good. Uh, and the plot develops in a way that I really did not expect. So if you've tried the show and you weren't into the first couple episodes, I would, as Justin from Bear Naked told me, I would encourage you to stick it out a little bit because it's very, very smart. Um, 
it's very yeah. fun and just like fantasy and thought provoking. I am enjoying and it muchly. It's got some great uh, actors and actresses in there. Uh, Ted Danson, as we all know from Cheers. You know, we all probably have you heard of Cheers before, Morley? Like I've heard, I've heard it mentioned as a show that exists. Okay. <sighs> and it's got uh, Kristen Bell, and I just I really like her. I think she's really funny. So, yeah. She, have you have you seen Upload, Molly? No. Oh, okay. Well, that that the good place was recommended to me by whatever I was watching Upload on afterwards, and I was wondering yeah. if they were like similar in style of show. But Upload is really good. It's about a guy that um dies and goes to. Uh, he lives in virtual reality after he dies. Yeah, it sounds cool. familiar, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. There's only one season so far. Very, yeah. very interesting. Well, we would normally um, read a review here, but we don't have one. So we're going to be doing Adam's Australian Word of the Week. And Adam's Australian Word of the Week. That's the new theme song. Molly got in before Grant and pitched the letter G. So this week's word is going to be grub. Food. Are you fucking kidding me? Two weeks in a row. That's, That's not really Australian. Son of a bitch. Is it really? Right. Oh, fine. I would never right. say it, but it's it's a word that I know. There's a thing there's an app called Grubhub. Yeah. Oh, Come on, do better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give it, can you give us another? Gee whiz. Is that is that it? Yep. That's like G Willow. Like, oh my gosh. Beavers. It's an exclamation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's really many good G ones. That's interesting. Grand. We found the the black hole in Australian words. Mm. Well, let's move on then. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at words. <laughs> um, I want to thank TF Turning for our new theme song. Um I like it. We had some feedback that some people don't like it. I, I don't know. I'm both ways. I, I like our old one because it was us, but we're trying to be new and improved. Yeah. I like yeah, the new old new one new. better. And I like the new one better, depending on yeah. whichever one I've heard last. I'm trying <laughs> to think of what the old one sounds like, and I can't remember. Bow chicka wow wow. No, that's like the new one. Oh, on that note, bye. <laughs> See ya. Craig's just like, I'm not saying bye. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't say the outro where where we could be found, Clampstagram, Clamptube, Clampbook. No, I was cutting it short because you're fucking bouncing your wow I know. So I wasn't going to say anything because you cut it short because I bounce your wow wows. <laughs>